I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for it becometh well the just to be thankful. Praise the Lord with harp, sing praises unto him with the lute, the end instrument of ten strings. Sing unto the Lord a new song, sing praises lustily unto him with a good courage. For the word of the Lord is true, and all his works are faithful. He loveth righteousness and judgment, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as it were upon an heap, and layeth up the deep as in a treasure house. Let all the earth fear the Lord, stand in awe of him, all ye that dwell in the world. For he spake, and it was done, he commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught, and maketh the devices of the people to be of none effect, and casteth out the counsels of princes. The counsel of the Lord shall endure forever, and the thoughts of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord Jehovah, and blessed are the folk that he hath chosen to him to be his inheritance. The Lord looketh down from heaven, and beholdeth all the children of men. From the habitation of his dwelling he considereth all them that dwell on the earth. He fashioneth all the hearts of them, and understandeth all their works. There is no king that can be saved by the multitude of an host, neither is any mighty man delivered by much strength. A horse is counted but a vain thing to save a man, neither shall he deliver any man but by his great strength. 
Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, and upon them that put their trust in his mercy. To deliver their soul from death, and to feed them in the time of dearth. Our soul hath patiently tarried for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have hoped in his holy name. Let thy merciful kindness, O Lord, be upon us, like as we do put our trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 16th chapter of the first book of Samuel. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil, and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I named to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For a man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th verse of the second chapter of 1 John. 
Now, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world, the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest, that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Therefore, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who tried to deceive you, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him that when he appears we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who hast committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit 
to put it into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, wordly lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. A couple of thoughts about our lessons for tonight. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of threads that run through the psalm and then the two readings tonight, but the one that, uh, you know, as we are in the ember days um, of the Lenten season, um, really, these are readings that meditate on the objectivity of of the Lord's anointing and the um, and a calling back to the objective calling of the Lord and the provision of the means to carry out the vocation that He has given us. Um, the you know reading from the Psalm gives us and illuminates this by putting in tension both the outward sense of things with the inward sense of things. Um, the outward sense can sometimes. Um, be, um, you know, can reveal, you know, you know, in an easy to detect and an easy and a very legible kind of way, um, what the Lord is doing and, uh, and can manifest that, you know, things are going according to his plan. And sometimes our outward circumstances can reflect anything except that. Um, and what the Psalm puts us in the um, posture of is meditating and being attentive to our outward conditions, but seeing all of them, whether they be um, prosperous or desolate as an opportunity to put our trust in the Lord. And um, the continuous refrain of returning to that prayer that entrusts oneself to God is going to be the thing that forms us as the um, shifting tides of our life um, continue to shift, as the, as the circumstances of life change. Um, and we are confronted with many different kinds of situations that we find ourselves in um, and different combinations of situations that we find ourselves in to continually return to that steadfast place of prayer and to say, Lord, in this too, I trust you. That is uh, to grow and to grow in a new way, even if we feel like we're doing the same thing. And it's in this that a kind of liturgy of returning to entrust oneself to God becomes significant to practice regularly, daily, uh, through over a long course of time. Because um, sometimes we think we have to, you know, we have to have a, a special prayer for every single of life circumstances. And really what we need to do is, is be constant um, in our, in our trust, regardless of what the situation is. We don't have to, you know, have a, a special clairvoyance that perceives into the situation, the thing I'm supposed to learn. The thing I'm supposed to learn is how to trust in God and love him and love others while I am enduring whatever I'm enduring in life. And in that way, we sometimes overcomplicate it. And this psalm helps us to come back to a simplicity with that, that it really is to maintain that prayer of 
of humble entrusting of the self, um, no matter what's happening around us. And we may experience unique difficulties in doing that, depending on what's going on around us. But that is the thing that we are always led back to do. And when we do that, God provides for us. You know, we find that that we are we are actually putting ourselves in the hands of someone who cares for us, who loves us, and who is always working for our good, um, even if the um, outward sensible circumstances of life sometimes feel very painful, desolate, uh, and 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 contrary um, to the things we would want for ourselves. Um, that this is the thing we are continuously called to do, and so a good prayer for that is a good way of kind of reflecting on that and and adopting the posture of this psalm is to, you know, whatever we're experiencing right now, just name the thing I'm experiencing and say, Lord, in this, I also trust you. And that will experience over a long period of time that will yield great fruit in our lives. And as we see that play out, we can see that in the, in the, you know, in the both of our readings tonight, the first reading from the anointing of King David is an excellent example of this and putting really the the place of, of Samuel, the prophet, as the one who anoints King David in this way. Um, and both of them are having to uh, uh, to put into practice this spirit of the psalm um, to put their to put their trust in the Lord and to rest upon the trustworthiness and the objective commitment of God to his people and to those that he calls. Um, you will recall that Samuel himself was called to be a, a, a priest and a prophet um, in the under the tutelage of Eli um, at the tabernacle in Shiloh, uh, and Eli and his sons were, were were dissolute priests. They were Eli at best was a negligent priest, and his sons were dissolute. Um, they were bad priests, and Samuel was called in the midst of this context where. Yeah, to kind of look at any you know formative example of priesthood would be to look at someone you don't want to emulate. Um, and Samuel was made to kind of dwell in this you know in this environment while he grew in this calling that that God by you know by His own name called Samuel to. And now he's about to do the same thing with David as the as the prophet and priest called to anoint. Yeah, the young King David now under the reign of of Saul, whose kingship has been revoked by God. Um, and so you have David, who's about to be anointed, and has this objective threshold that he'll cross where he is the anointed king of Israel, and yet will spend years of his life without that being reflected in any tangible way. Um, and in fact, for, mo uh, for the, much of the next few years after this, David is going to be hunted by Saul in the wilderness, and he will, he will have only these kind of threshold moments to meditate on, to treasure in his heart, and to say, the Lord promised this to me and sent his servant, the priest, to anoint me for this. I have the I am the anointed one of God, even if no one recognizes it, and even if I don't even feel like it, and even if I don't particularly want it, given what's happening right now. Um, my life would be a lot easier if I were not this anointed one of God. And that's, of course, we find out anticipatory of what happens in the New Testament. And the, you know, we find Jesus anointed in the Jordan River by the Holy Spirit himself, um, as he is declared the eternal, be, eternally begotten Son of the Father. And then what happens immediately? The Spirit leads him into the wilderness, like he did with King David after his anointing. And they go out into the wilderness to be tested. And Jesus is victorious in his test. But then the tests don't stop. He keeps coming back, and what happens is is that Jesus, you know, he comes he comes back, and his greater tests are yet ahead as he confronts the imminent passion of you know the the passion that he'll suffer and he'll have to die, 
Um, and all of these things, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a fearful thing to be the anointed one. And so when St. John in our second lesson tonight is reflecting on the grave difficulties that he and the other Christians are experiencing um, by the hands of heretics, by the hands of persecutors, um, he's saying like, this is, you know, remember the anointing you received. It is the anointing that with which our Lord Jesus was anointed. And he's referring back, of course, to the giving of the spirit at Pentecost, but many of the Christians by the time St. John is writing this would probably have received that spirit through the laying on of the apostles' hands and their anointing um, in that spirit, um, in, in their confirmations, in other words. Um, and so, you know, as we as we kind of look at that, you know, we, we have to reflect that, you know, when we're confirmed, when we're, when we're anointed with the spirit um, and sealed as Christ's and, and as belonging to the Father, um, you know, it is a, an objectively good thing and God binds himself to us in this way. But also we can anticipate, you know, serious conflict and serious um, uh, struggle at the same time and many opportunities to uniquely entrust ourselves um, to that, that gift of the anointing that we have received and to entrust ourselves that God is working in this and God has promised himself to me and God has sealed me as his own. Um, and even if my life does not, you know, always reflect that in a, you know, in a consoling way, um, we can nevertheless put our trust in it. Um, and that's what we're called to do, particularly in the Lenten season, is to come back to the foundation of our calling and to entrust ourselves to the grace of it again, because that grace is an objective grace. A few thoughts for us tonight. One second. We're almost done. We'll close with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful evening.